Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, he still has great hair, it's Master Blywalker Luke. Bly, how are you sir? Oi oi, savaloi, Master Hudson, how on <laughs> earth? Are you? I'm going to throw it to you first. I'm good. Yeah. How, how how are you? How are you? You good, mate? mate? Me? Good, yes. Now I am good, my friend. Uh, I had a nice weekend with uh, the family again. Nice family, sort of Padawan. Lovely time seeing uh, the princess as usual. I pulled a late one last night and stayed up to over the weekend to watch the, the Oscars ceremony. I promised oh. myself I wouldn't, but I did because I'm a geek. And when did that finish? Like our time, it was about half past four p.m. Pretty much, yeah. Your, it went, it went your, over. They, no, they they cut eight um, categories to make it shorter, and it still ended up being longer, I think, than the, the last three ceremonies because of misdemeanors and whatnot that happened throughout. It ended up being what longer, longer. Well, you what know, happened? there was a couple of slap happy things happened in it, but. Um, yeah. It yeah. was, it was the, you know, it's an, an awful broadcast, just in general. Like, we, without that whole incident, e- even without that, it was a really bad broadcast. However, I'm really pleased it with most of the winners. I, I predicted about 80, 90% of them. Um, oh. No Star Wars in there, though, but, you know, they'll be rolling back to the Oscars at some point to be nominated and probably never win again. But, uh, yeah, so, but no, I'm a trooper, mate. You're a trooper, mate. I'm the kind of guy who goes to work, does a full on uh, nine hour shift or whatever it is, comes back. Talk some Star Wars, mate. Patty Jenkins, Rogue Squadron, Oscar nominee, thirteen times. <laughs> Just for her as best director, she she takes every slot in best director. Everything, everything. Just slapped it, slapped it. If well, you, it's already uh, going to win a. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you're stuck between a Chris Rock and a hard place. I, I don't know. Um, you already know that Rogue Squadron's going to get best visual effects. It's going to get a nom for that and best sound. So Rogue yeah. Squadron's already an Oscar-nominated film because it's a Star War. But um, speaking of work, actually, my friend, I want to quickly shout out. Uh, shout out to Mark Burton, uh, who is a name unfamiliar to most listening, but not to me. Well, he is. Oh. My boss, uh, Neil, whose surname I'll keep private for privacy reasons, I guess, he he told his mate about the show. This show, his mate's a Star Wars fan, and he said, oh, you know, bloke who works for me, he's uh, he does a Star Wars podcast. So I, cause I gave my boss, uh, I gave him a, one of our business cards to pass along. And this was, I don't know, maybe three, four, five months ago. And I was, ever since then, he stopped listening to uh, uh, another show, he, a Star Wars show he list, used to listen to every week. And no. we're now his show of choice, mate. So uh, Mark Burton, thank you so much, mate, for oh, jumping a, on board. He's a cheeky little turncoat. I love it. It is. I love he's it. a naughty boy. Tell everyone who listens to Star Wars podcast to long off their current Star <laughs> Literally tweet this, everyone. Be like, long off current Star Wars podcast. Come listen to the sessions. Yeah. Sessions. Sessions. Yeah, Mate, so they've we, got we've a new got, listener. We've got, 
We've got a cracking episode lined up this week, haven't we, man? I'm I'm so excited to dive in. Well, before I come up there and, oh. you know, give, give oh. you a slap, I want to know, how are yes. you doing, Michael? I can't do the show until I know how well you're doing. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing yeah. good. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I've been, um, I've, I've had a lot of Lukey time this weekend Ooh. because my missus is on a little girl's holiday with her best mate, Winnie, in Florence in Italy. Oh, nice. So, so, which is one of my favorite cities. I adore it, but she's never been. And I was like, look, you got to go to Florence. It's, it is amazing. So they're over there. They're having fun. I've been doing, but I've, I've done a lot of work, you know, a lot of like Vink. photography, editing and stuff. Oh, so right. just, just taking it, just taking it easy. He's been yeah, sitting yeah, in his hands it, drinking beer a weekend. Have I watched Star Wars? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, have I got time to myself to watch Star Wars? Yes. Is that a good what, thing? What yes. did you watch? Did I, oh, mate. It's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. I think it might yeah. be. We'll get to that shortly then, shall we? Yeah, we'll get to it shortly. We'll get to it shortly, mate. We'll get to it shortly. But no, I'm, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. The, 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 uh, it's, the, it's the galactic breeze, mate. I just love it. I'm addicted to the breeze. Forget the breeze. You can throw that in the, throw you can't that shoot in the that. bin. Throw that in the bin. You can't slap one of them. So, <laughs> yeah, Will Smith. But mate, my, no, my no, my joking aside. Joking aside, yes. mate. I had a great weekend um, and done loads. I saw people. It it just slapped, mate. It slapped. Well, the, <laughs> the news is that everything's slapping around here, and Luke Bly is being a busy boy. Before we drop the news of what Luke has been watching in Star Wars. Well, let's let's indulge the times of Big Ben Kenobi, which we know only means one thing, my friend. It must mean, mate, boy. It must mean it's Galactic News Round. Ah, yeah. Having been chosen in a fan poll over two years ago, Cal Kestis' replica lightsaber from Jedi Fallen Order is now on sale at Disney Parks. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has shone a spotlight on the Sith in the latest trailer for the highly anticipated open world adventure from TT Games. The game itself releases on April the 5th. Taking in pivotal moments from A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back, Lego is revisiting the original Star Wars trilogy for a series of action dioramas that release on the 26th of April. And cover art by Salvador La Roca for Star Wars Cursantin has been released ahead of its May the 4th release. Hi, this is Daniel Roebuck. Yeah, and uh, hey, hold on, get out of the microphone. This is Greed Stridus. Yeah, you know me from Jedi Fallen Order. You know what you're listening to, do you? You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Hey, uh, Greece, would you just wait a second? Can I? I'm talking. Just, uh, no, I'm talking. Okay, Greece, c- calm down a second. Listen, everybody, uh, uh, yeah, Star Wars podcast. It's called Star Wars Session. Well, uh, listen to it whenever you can. Greece, anything? Yeah, he's now he's silence. Ridiculous. Breathe. Just breathe. 
if Master Skywalker tells me to just breathe. I'm going to get really excited because we are talking about a film I think Luke might have watched over the weekend. But we're not talking about the film. We're talking about a specific scene within that film. Luke, what's the film called? It's called Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Everyone's favourite non-divisive film. Directed by Ryan Johnson, produced by Ram Bergman. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the specific scene in The Last Jedi, which we've just entitled Breathe, Just Breathe. And it's Ray's first lesson, because in a film which is packed full of you know memorable sequences, wonderful moments, there is also a lot of what, I, for me, what I consider kind of old school, you know, Star Wars philosophising if that's even a word, you know, Star Wars talk. It made me feel like I was a kid again, What uh, hearing these lessons. And there's lessons to be taken from all of Luke's lessons. And we thought we we're going to dive into it. And, you know, up to, again, up top gets a bit tiresome having to say it. We're not here to discuss whether this is the best film in the world, whether it's, the worst, whether it's the worst film in the world, who likes it, who hates it. Not interested in that. I think The Last Jedi is a very good film. And I have issues with it, like I do with all the films. But I'm not here for that. All I'll say is I like this film an awful lot. Um, Lukey Boy, you're a fan of this film with with caveats, aren't you? Just for those who are new. Yes. Yes, I think that's a good way to put it. I I do. I have a love for The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Right. I have a love for it. You know, um, I don't just like head over heels love it like I do with other Star Wars films there are bits that really take me out of it there are bits that I <laughs> really, really do adore and I think you can deep dive into as yep. I think our podcast has kind of proved um, I think when this film is good it's really good it's really really good and and completely understand Star Wars and like you said the mytho- the mythos around that However, I think there are there are moments where the film it tanks. <laughs> comedy, like I don't, I don't, I, I'm not always a fan of the comedy. I think some of the lines can be a bit clunky. Um, however, it's a film that's growing on me. It's a film that is just continue. I think the sequels, just in general, I think I'm just getting to that point where you just accept them as canon. You accept them for what they are, and uh, I want to add to that as well that I do have. I do love the sequels. I love Star Wars yeah, in general. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, it's it's weird. You were messaging me today, weren't you, mate? You were like, oh, mate, Force Awakens, eight years old. Uh, actually, it's actually seven years. I, I mis- seven. miscalculated. But yeah, it's almost seven years old. The Last Jedi is nearly five years old. What got me, though, was Tross, The Rise of Scott. That's nearly, you know, we've got seven, we've got eight months or so. Oh, yeah. But that's nearly, it's nearly three years old. And I don't consider The Rise of Skywalker to be a nearly three-year-old film. I don't know why. Obviously, it's been a very turbulent time mm. in those three years mm. around the world, but it doesn't feel like it's been nearly three years. And uh, we've we've spoken about The Last Jedi before, episode 34. We did, yep. uh, we titled it, We Are What They Grow Beyond, and we actually did a deep dive into the Luke and Yoda scene on Akto. So, but, so for whatever our or people's misconceptions or misgivings about this film are or Luke's or some of the ones I have, you know, the, the film we've kind of dove into most out of all, you know, 11 live action is actually The Last Jedi, which I find very interesting. Again, I've, I've got a really, I really, 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 really rate this film highly. So I've got no problem diving in. I know you haven't either. I just found it interesting that the, we, we've done deep dives into other scenes and into characters, scenes from other films or whatever, but The Last Jedi, we can't, and we did our, you know, Japanese influences with on on the Last Jedi as well. So, 
there's a lot, you know, you start peeling the layers away from this film and there's an awful lot to discuss, an awful lot of creative things to discuss. Yeah. And I think this is what, what we're going to do is this is what Matt and I are taking from these scenes, you know? Yes. And I think that's important too, because films mean different things to different people and that's fine. That's a good thing. And I think the fact that this film does get people talking, that's a great thing. Do I agree with everything in it? No. Do I agree with all of the, <clears throat> the execution in the film? No. Drink. Have a drink. Ring up your nan and tell her to have a drink. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't always agree with it. But, mm-hmm. but oh, there's something about this film, man. There's there, there's something about it. I'm telling you, there is something about this film. Um, I can't wait. Breathe. It. Oh, just breathe. Breathe. So. So the obviously so but the prelude to this scene that we're going to start talking about we're on Acto you know oh the beautiful shot of the, of the singular Acto sun Ray the English Rose Daisy Ridley she's awoken in her hut uh, and you know she's just woken up she's tired and groggy and immediately wakes up to the first force Skype with Kylo Ren um, which is again one of the, one of these one of those great scenes in the film you could probably just talk, do an episode just on the force visions uh you know he, he looks a bit sheepish when he's trying to mind trick her and uh, she shoots him instinctively as well which i've always found you know she's she's not quite she's not a jedi yet because she's just trying to shoot him and he says you know you're not you're not doing this the the effort would kill you which is some right. nice foreshadowing right she shoots the heart annoys the caretakers luke comes out and says what's going on she's like you know i cleaned my blaster it went off so just before this scene ray is just kind of i don't know if she's if she's um, unbalanced at all, but she doesn't seem it later on, but she just had her first force Skype. Luke's finally agreed to give her a lesson. And uh, it's probably best that we, we move in then and begin the lesson. Lukey boy. Mate, let's get stuck right in. Master Skywalker. We need you to bring the Jedi back because Kylo Ren is strong with the dark side of the force. Without the Jedi, we won't stand a chance against him. What do you know about the Force? It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. I love this. (laughs) I love this. You know, I think it tells us a lot about Rey. You know, a lot of people, and, and understandably... I think a lot of people think that Ray is is a perfect flawless character with yeah. that can't make a mistake. This is her making a huge mistake. She she fundamentally misunderstands the Force. She fundamentally understands the Force's purpose in the universe. She's thinking it, thinking about it on a physical level, on a shallow face value level. Mm-hmm. She has no idea. She has no idea. She's thinking as well, like she almost in, in a really cute way. She just like looks up at Luke and she's like, we need your help to defeat master um, to defeat Kylo Ren because he's powerful with the dark side of the force. It's like, no, nah, it's not that simple. Yeah. And that's not what star Wars is. That's not what the original trilogy was. And that's not what the prequel trilogy was. These are stories about good and bad, but good and bad. Isn't just bad people and good people. Yeah. yeah? It's not just, hear me out, it's not just orcs. 
It's not orcs <laughs> who are bad because they're bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually a bit it's a bit more complex than that. And I, I think this is just scratching the surface, but it should be because that's what it is. It's, it is a surface level understanding of the point and the power and the potential of the force. And I think I, I, I love it. And Luke's response, yeah, everything about that's wrong. I mean, yeah. come on, it's dismissive. I think what I like yeah. about this as well is, like you say, you've got Ray. She's you know, she's almost like naively saying, look, we need you to come back. You know, Carlo Ren is very powerful. You know, we need you to come and stop him. And, you know, Luke's come Luke's come to the island to die. We know that. Luke's been given the lightsaber and he's thrown it. He's got no interest. He's cut himself off from the force. Um, and in this moment, what I, what I like as well, what I mentioned about Ray is that she was taken from a, a, a desert planet, from Jakku. She thought Luke Skywalker was a myth. She's all she's seen of the force is that it can, you know, it can, she can, you can move things and it can control people with her mind. Yeah. So she is yeah. basically saying, you know, what do you know? What do you know? The force? Well, I don't know. You can mind trick people. You can control people, make things float. You know, I've seen this. I've, I've seen this kind of stuff in action. That's, that's what it is, surely. So I like that it kind of carries on her story and she, she hasn't suddenly been like, uh, well, it's the ancient teachings of a thousand generations of blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, because why you know, would she know that? She well, exactly. That. So it's playing yeah. into that. And, and I, and I like that. But on the point about Luke that, you know, he's thrown the lightsaber away, you know, go away. He keeps saying, but in that moment when he said everything you said is wrong, he's grumpy. He's disheveled. He's washed up. He's beaten. He's had enough, but he has absorbed in that moment. He, he get the glimmer that maybe he has absorbed all those teachings that master Yoda showed him on Dagobah, you know, about the Jedi teachings, maybe. And again, I'm sure we'll talk about this as well. Maybe he did have a little look at those, uh, the old Jedi texts, sacred Jedi texts. Maybe he did have a little look at those. He's not, he hasn't given up on the force and he hasn't given up on the Jedi. He just sees it in a different way. And that's the first inkling you get for me, where he's like, you know, everything you've just said is wrong. The fact that he's willing to entertain and also instruct to that, yeah, I might not be me and the force might not be best mates in a minute. However, yeah, we're yeah. going to respect it, and this is and this is what it is. Yeah, and also when when you think of Star Wars and particularly the dark side versus the light side, right? The goal ultimately of Palpatine is to achieve immortality through the physical, isn't it? Whereas the light side is almost achieving immortality through the spiritual spirit right yeah, the cosmos and and ray's understanding because it is shallow because it is basic it is almost of a dark side understanding isn't it that it is just all physical it is all to do with fighting it is all to do with floating rocks and and it's like no that's where you've missed it first and foremost that's not what it's about it's not just about the physical it's not just about fighting it's not just about twirling lightsabers it's a lot more than that the force is a being in itself, mm-hmm. right? And that's where the dark side ultimately fall over, isn't it? That's where they ultimately don't succeed. They don't understand what's right. And I think this film does that beautifully. I yeah, do. No, no, you're right. It does. This, and- theme, this scene, this scene, oh, this scene captures so much, and it's even in the words. I don't necessarily think this was a deliberate throwback, but the way like Luke says impressive, 
very much like his father impressive yeah, impressive. yeah, yeah. again i don't think it, it may be i don't think it's a deliberate callback but i heard upon rewatching this scene 17 times over the last few days um i heard it it's like impressive <laughs> yeah. and it makes me feel most most impressive um yeah. but yeah i think this is a I, I like the way we start off with you know a little joke you know for the first little joke of this scene it's you know it controls things and make things flow. I like Daisy Ridley's delivery when she says that line. I think she does a good job there, and and Mark Hamill as well. I think this scene is the most impressive part for me. It's not impressive. This is their job. It's just two very good actors at differing ends of the spectrum in terms of their career. Starting one's kind of been in there for the long term. Mark Hamill, you know, they're just getting a chance to one sitting, one standing. They're acting off of each other. It's not, they're not concerned mm. where they are. Mm. They're, they're on, they're on mm. the meditation ledge on the first Jedi temple, which in itself is a huge deal. But that's not important at that point. It's just let's let the performances sell this. Uh, and as a and on a technical level, if the performances don't work, we because before the last Jedi came out, we were worried, as were a lot of people. Can Mark Hamill carry this film for a man who hasn't really been on screen for that much? Just in this little thing we just heard there. The, 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 he's great he has that grumpiness but also Definitely. that kind of reverence for the force which continues throughout I this think, scene i think you realize how much of a good actor mark hamill is don't you oh he is yeah that, you you really i mean he is a really good actor isn't he when he wants to be me mark hamill's never going to pull up trees do you know he's never going to be recognized as one of the great thespians however in this particular role then the whether whether he agreed with it or not to start with he embodied the role again. He gave it his all. He was fantastic. And of course, uh, once he had completed his film, not during it, kind of realised what Ryan was going for. And was like, yeah, I, this is I get it now. I get it. But even before that, he was still giving it his all. And yeah, he's a Mark. Mark is more than just a voice actor and a and a funny guy on Twitter. He's a very decent actor. And this particular scene and just that moment where he says, "Everything you just said is wrong." You know, there's a real, to me, there's a, there's a gravitas in his voice. Like this guy knows what he's talking about. He's been there. He knows what he's on about, mate. Lesson one, sit here, legs crossed. The force is not a power you have. It's not about lifting rocks. It's the energy between all things, the tension, the balance that binds the universe together okay but what is it close your eyes breathe now reach out I feel something you feel it yes I feel it that's the force really wow it must be really strong oh, of you I've never felt anything you meant reach out like I'll try again I'll try again go on English Rose right I mean okay the first thing I've got to ask you because uh, I know you are slightly more critical I don't like using the word critical in this sense but you're slightly less up on the humour in this film than I am uh, how do you think the humour in that scene works? Obviously, ignore, ignoring where it goes in this scene, but at that moment when you're watching it, are you thinking, well, that wasn't the right place for that? Or, you know, is it just a, oh, just a bit of daft fun? Good question. Good Can you question. remember the I, first time? I, 
I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I, my answer, mate, is I'm not entirely sure. I think it depends on the day, which <laughs> almost implies in itself that I don't, I feel like I would have done it different. That humor. I, there could be a joke there, but Luke, like playing with, I suppose it's a hard one. Is it, do you lose the importance of this scene? No. Does it need to be there? Not necessarily, right? It's 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 almost fit like I feel a bit lukewarm about it mm. and a bit indifferent about it, and it's like that's almost worse than either. Mm. Like that's even that that might even be worse than hating or loving it, right? So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Do you do you like it? Do you think it belongs? Uh, the first time I saw the film, when I at the end of the film, I remember I've said on this show countless times that i remember thinking up did, did i like that film i know i liked it but did i did i like it was i like yes mm. i've been waiting two years for this and it, it's a brilliant continued and it took me uh, a little while a day or so to sleep on it and, and realize yeah i'm gonna i really did quite enjoy that with problems but this is by i remember seeing that scene thinking and i generally do as much as i like this this entire scene and and this i've grown to appreciate this moment the first time i did think it's a bit odd so that feels, that feels yeah. like it was ad-libbed on the spot. It felt like a bit like to me. It felt like they just kind of, Mark Hamill saw her and thought, you know what, I'm going to go with this. And they, you know, they had a little bit of a tete-a-tete, a bit of uh, back and forth ad-libbing, uh, improvisation, and then they just kept it in. But um, now I've seen it so many times. And again, knowing what we get shortly, I think it actually works very well in context with the scene. Take it out of context. It's a bit stupid, but with with everything that we get later on, it's no different to me than what we get in the Empire Strikes Back. You know, Yoda whacking I to mine, mine, mine. It's like, come on, watching that now, I'm like, oh, that's a bit ropey. But we know where it goes later on and the reveal. And I'm not saying this scene maybe has as big a epic reveal as, you know, who Yoda is and all that stuff. But, you know, Star Wars has always, they've always, they they don't undercut their scenes really because I find that sometimes their humour starts the scenes off and then they progress they um their trajectory just goes into the serious and you start with a joke you know let's get a bit like hide and then let's let's go with full win it's a funny one because i was thinking of the empire thing too but at least with empire like the serious stuff is with the serious stuff the mm-hmm. jokey stuff is with the jokey stuff right whereas this is like a weird merge it's like a yeah, weird good point. because it's, it's it's seconds. We're talking about seconds. You go from ha 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 to to oh, let's be deep here, you know. And and that's that's where I may, may really take umbrage with it. But some and I, I once again go back to my first point. I don't always like pick up on it. Like I'm not always bothered by it, and I think that's probably a good thing. Where. You know, like there's things in the prequels that you just think probably people back in the nineties and noughties were like, that's stupid. That's dumb. But yeah, as a kid but growing now, up with it, you don't care. You don't care. You just accept it as how it is because that is how it is. That's how the product came out. That's how the mythology we can't change it. came to, came to you. Yeah. So there's that too. But I, sometimes I really evolve with that as well. Like I've seen things in the Fountain of Menace clones and Sith, which I thought back in the day and growing up, like, Oh, that's oh, that's not great. But now, as you've just so said, you, I just you know you, you roll with it. It's like you know, like maybe maybe I didn't care for that now, but now I embrace it. It is what it is. Let's just let's just jump on board and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I I really enjoy this scene because once again, Ray doesn't get it. 
<laughs> Ray doesn't get it. She's still thinking of the physical. Reach out, and she just kind of physically puts her hand out. Again, is that a little bit stupid? Is that a little bit? I don't know. I I I, I kind of like it, right? Because, and this is where I need to try and think of it as a kid. I need to try and think of it as I'm watching this film for the first time as a kid. Mm-hmm. And if you're telling a kid to reach out, they're going to do it physically. They're not going to understand spirituality. They're not going no, to understand. Right. You, can teach, you can teach spirituality. You can teach all of that. But at first, of course, it's going to be face value because their whole, their whole life leading up to that is probably physical. It's probably mm-hmm. surface level, right? So yep. especially with Ray growing up where she did, Right. In, in, in this instance, she's grown up on a desert looking for things to make her survive, to eat things, to make things. There's mm-hmm. things all around her. We know from The Force Awakens that, like, deep down, there's something in her. And she says that again in The Last Jedi to Luke. Deep down, yep. there's, there's something in me. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm scared, effectively. I need help. And, and, but she's not always thinking of that in this scene in this moment in the film she's not opened up like that she is thinking like she's you know she's had a a, a, like kind of a draw or or fought herself um she's 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 fought off kylo right there is a she's an undercurrent right yeah i think there's an undercurrent of mild arrogance and i don't mean that like as in like she's i think overconfidence is probably the word i think you know she's mind trick the stormtrooper she's you know she felt the force flow through her against Kylo. It's kind of like that thing. Well, you know, I'm, it's like, you know, it's that thing. Like when you're, when you're 16, you think you know everything. When you're 21, you think when you're 45, you think it's like that, you, you know, you, Bro, you do a couple of force. So it's, true. it's like a footballer, you know, you score a goal on your debut. I've got it made now. Second, next game you get, you, you play awfully and you get kicked out of the game. It's a, it's a bit like that way. She, I think she's realized, you know, I've got this, I've done it a few times. I've got this. And, I, I think it was a, a very simple kind of way of simplistic way of showing that. I think you're bang on the money, man. I think you're bang on the money. And yeah, it shows us that it shows us that she, yeah, is a bit, is a bit sure of herself. And mm, the once again, yeah. once again, dark side, dark side uh, features. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Dark side qualities, almost tendencies, the leanings, tendencies. Yeah, leanings. Yeah, you're right. That's a much better word. See, Matt's like my walking, talking thesaurus. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think um, I like that man. I like mm-hmm. that. It doesn't mean she is off the dark side. It doesn't mean that she's not. She's no. not a baddie. She's a goodie. But it, <laughs> it stresses the importance of teaching. It stresses the importance of knowledge. Yeah. Right. There needs to be something like that somewhere. Otherwise, it can easily disappear. And again, the fact that she's she's doing the physical stuff, it just reiterates that. And Luke just mucking about with her again. He's just thinking, look, I'm, oh, what am I doing here? But What's he does it. That he does it because deep down, he's still Luke Skywalker. Deep down, right? Yeah. He's still grumpy, Luke. And in the scene where, where when the moments are when she does reach out, he kind of, you can see him kind of looking like you can almost uh, internally hear him externally going, oh, when she reaches out. But then yeah. something clicks and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I've got this, I've got this leaf in my hand. Let's, you know, let's play with this. You know, I've got somebody here who's potentially overconfident, clearly inexperienced. You know, let's, let's take him down a peg or two. And 
it's all done. It's not done with with malice, because like you say, he's Luke Skywalker. He wants to teach. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want this new force user, you know, sort of potential Jedi, or this new Jedi, as he may think, turning to the dark side or showing tendencies like his nephew did. He he, he wants to nurture, but he can see that you know she's extremely raw and inexperienced. And I think when when we so say overconfident as well, she's not swaggering around. But there is, you know, I do think no, there is there that is kind still... of slight edge that you know I've done it before. I, I I think I know what it is. Uh, kind of like when um when she, when Han gives her the blaster in the Force Awakens, she exactly. goes, "I can handle myself." Kind of like that when she can do because we've seen. But then when she um put, she goes to when she looks at the gun, she closes the wrong eye to uh, when she's aiming. Um, and then she's got the safety on when she gets in her first fire, first battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a bit like that. It's you know, it's it's you know, cocksure, overconfident. That's not a bad thing. You know, that's not a bad thing at all. It's exuberance as well. Let's not. It's a bit of a, you know, a bit of excitement, exuberance. And I think, understandably, understandably, there is some ignorance towards mm-hmm. the Force, right? Yes. Because again, she's not been taught it, and I think that is that's fair in saying that because I, I'm ignorant to so many things. We all are, <laughs> you know. And that's why we should read. That's why we should try and understand each other more. Read, read into things more. Um, and, and that's what, hey, that's what Ray is doing, right? She yeah. wants to learn. She wants to learn. Is she a bit sure of herself? Yeah, maybe. And, and, but, but at least she's putting in the effort. Yeah. And I love, like, another point on this is you can kind of compare it to Luke in Empire Strikes Back, where course, Luke yeah. is trying to lift the X-Wing, right? Luke has a different relationship to the Force than Ray. Ray yeah is a believer she trusts in it luke too but luke to a to, to in, in 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 a different way luke doesn't believe in himself all the time and he doesn't therefore believe in the force so an empire when yoda master yoda this 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 grand jedi figure is teaching him all this stuff he's going oh you are so the impossible yeah yep, i don't believe it and I don't believe it. And that's why he fails. Ray is different. Ray understands the potential of the force. Mm-hmm. She understands that. She doesn't understand the scale and the scope of it, though. Like what it she actually doesn't, is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she's almost like an opposite to Luke in that regard. Whereas I think Luke had more of an understanding of that. And, and that came to him maybe a bit more naturally, as it does with all of us. Right? Yeah, yeah. Some of us have to work, and even even with simple things, let's let's use football. Some people, yeah, Matty boy, you know this. Some people, they can finish real good, just natural. Oh, yeah. They've never yeah. been taught it. They've never been taught it. They're just natural talent. Yeah, yeah, annoying. Some people, some people fast, mate. They're just born fast. Some Powerful, people yeah. work hard, mm-hmm. and then they become that, and that yeah. happens a lot too. And We're there's all room different. for both of those, right? We're all different. And that's what I really love here is that Ray isn't this perfect character. She isn't bowling it in and going, yeah, mate, come on, let's do, let's smash Fetch up this up, training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's smash up this training and like crack on. Go and have a cut uh, of and that's, not, that's not what Luke was either. That's not what Luke no. was either. Did they, did they do maybe or arguably things that were almost, um, pushed by the like a divine by the force yes did luke blow up a death star <laughs> trusting in the force yes 
He did. Use first the time. Force, Luke. But, oh, okay. First time, man. Bang. Blows up. Done. Yep. Hero. Right? Ray never held a lightsaber. Fights off Kylo because of the Force. Yep. Because she is there. There has to be. Without that kind of the Force and, and, and what I would call like a divine intervention, it mm-hmm. all falls apart. There is no mythology. There is no myth that spirituality. No, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? The Force awakens in both of them in those moments. Luke has some semblance of training from Obi Wan on the Falcon, but it's still not really kind yes. of. It's it's not. He's not really diving into the Force. It's more about you know use your mind and you can see things um, unconsciously, subconsciously you can see things. But um, and Ray even in the beginning of this scene says you know she kind of looks up and she she kind of crinkles her face up and goes, but what is it? So she does mm. want to learn, and it, whereas Luke mm. was a bit more hot-headed, hot-headed, sorry, and was he was a whiny, let's say, because well, let's, let's call it what it was. We all know Luke was whiny in the OT. He couldn't get it, so he kind of flounced. He whined. He didn't believe. Ray is the opposite. She doesn't, maybe doesn't, also doesn't quite get it. However, she's just kind of like, okay, what is it? This is what I think it is. I'm going to reach yeah. out. Oh, oh, I can feel something. No, my, it's it's it's, like, it's almost like it's 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 innocent, almost naive exuberance at you know thinking that i'm 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 getting i'm getting it look i'm look at me i'm doing it it's it's almost i i don't know if this is optimism optimism. i don't know if he's looking for acceptance from luke skywalker you know she knows of the legend myth i'm pretty sure she would like respect Mm. um Mm. as uh as we all want respect from each other but uh i think in that moment i think it's just an excitement and then you know luke slaps her hand she's like ow and you know and that's when everyone says we think maybe maybe there's a little bit of daisy coming out in that moment as well i think i think you're bang on the money as well again may boy with with the uh luke thing because you know ray and force awakens is like luke skywalker i thought it was a myth she's sitting here with this myth Mm -hmm. right she's sitting here with a legend an actual legend, right? Not legend like what we call each other down the pub. pub right, or leg- down in the pub. Name for a couple oh, of legend. <laughs> oh, legend. Oh, Luke, you legend. Oh, Skywalker. Yeah. I just had three uh, sausage rolls today, lads. Oh, legend. Oh, like, no, it's legend. not like that. Ooh. True. True sense of the word legend. And and again, like you said, she's she's trying to earn that. She's like trying to earn that approval. She's never had that father figure in her life. Uh, in The Force Awakens, it was Han. In The Last Jedi, it's Luke. Yep. yep. Love it, mate. Love it. Breathe. Just breathe. Reach out with your feelings. What do you see? The island. Life. Death and decay that feeds new life. Warmth. Cold. Peace. Violence. And between it all. Balance. Energy. A force. And inside you. Inside me. That same force. And this is the lesson. That force does not belong to the Jedi. To say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity. Can you feel that? 
beautiful man absolutely beautiful i adore that in seconds mate in seconds you just you, you got one of my favorite scenes in star wars it all changes isn't it very quickly we met you've had the humor but then it's like a needle drop yeah suddenly we've learned no. we've learned that ray is the train trainee here and that Luke is, without a doubt, the trainer. The master and the apprentice, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah. I I love it. It's good, isn't it? Be- I think it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. So it's, the music as well, come on. Oh, the that music. rendition of Ray's theme as well in there. It's, mm. it's absolutely gorgeous. And what I love is that... I love that it's it's talking about like good, bad, you know. I, but I don't think it's saying. I don't think what Luke is saying. What how I interpret it, anyways. That it doesn't mean that people are just like good and there's bad. Like if that's a given, I think what Luke's getting at here, and and really the point of Star Wars when we think about it thematically, it's in everything. There's the potential for good and for love. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that good can't just come from the Jedi. Like good can come from anyone. Yep. And that's, again, that's kind of a theme when you think about it of, of Star Wars, but particularly the sequel trilogy, right? You know, credit where credit's due. That's mm-hmm. the thing with the sequels is that good yeah. can come from anywhere, particularly in this film. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. Yeah, it certainly yeah. started that way. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Um, yeah, I man, I dig the sequels and all. I honestly, the more I think about it, I mean, like the, the the potential for the lore is great, and it seems like this where mm. it mm. just enriches and elevates what are already good films. It takes what's come before, and it just adds a new a new sheen, a new layer of serenity on it, which is what this particular moment is. Luke pushes Ray's hand down onto the stones, which I always think, oh, I bet that hurts, you know, jagged stones. But then you know the music, you get Ray's theme playing very softly. You've got, and it almost like the rest of the ambiance sound kind of fades out, and we yep. go on this kind of force, the, the vis- visualization of what race defines as a force in that moment, what she sees in the force at yep. that moment, which is uh, the island, life, death, and decay that feeds new life, warmth, cold, peace, violence. Uh, it's, you know, we, we, we see that, and like you say, it's, it's good and it's bad. You know, there's a positive and negative, a yin and the yang, there's the balance. But as you said, you know, they, just because something is inherently good doesn't mean that the potential isn't there for it to for you to flip, and vice versa as well. And I mentioned earlier on of Luke Skywalker saying, you know, impressive, most impressive. What I what I got is uh, I when I heard this scene because I watched a film over the weekend also called A New Hope. Uh, oh, a film called A New Hope. I don't know if you've heard it. It's, I've heard uh, of it. I think it's fine. It's all, right. Know, it's all right. It's fine. But in 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 it's this fine. scene, we've just heard <laughs> Luke Skywalker say, "Reach out with your feelings." And when Obi-Wan Kenobi is, is training Luke on the Falcon and Han's kind of been like, you know, hokey religions and all that, you know, this is a rubbish, no, you know, nothing's going to control me. Obi-Wan kind of calms Luke down and, and he says, he says this. Stretch out with your feelings. And Luke in this way says, reach out with your feelings, reach out, stretch oh, out, one word here word. and there. Luke Skywalker has absorbed the, mem- the, what, the teachings of Obi-Wan Kenobi. In this scene, he's also absorbed the teachings of grandmaster yoda he's doing it in his own way but he's got his own more practical view of the force now you know he's he's not stuck in those dogmatic ways as palpatine said he's not stuck in the hubris 
and the quagmire of the Jedi of the Republic. He's removed from that and he can see the failures of the Jedi, but he can also see, you know, the potential for what could be. And he can't let that slip with a ray. Yeah, absolutely. There needs to be light. There needs to be good. And I think deep down Luke knows that. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing this, would he? He wouldn't be doing it. That's it. And he knows he needs to pass this on. And that, again, is what we learn with with Yoda when he pops up Mm -hmm. in the film later. You know, he's saying like... I mean, we've done a whole episode on that, which, by the way, has kind of inspired this episode. So it's episode 34 of Star Wars Sessions. Uh, We are 121 episodes ago. That's that's mad. That is that's crazy. (laughs) Do yourself a favor. Go listen to 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 that episode after this. Because this is like a prequel to that. (laughs) Yes. Think about it, right? It's like Star Star Wars released the OT and then the prequels. We've kind of done that. We've released that one and then we've gone back on ourselves and (laughs) had it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what it's, it's, I think it's just beautiful. You know, Luke is talking about how there's, there's good, there's bad, but it's, it, it can come from anywhere. It can come from anywhere. So the force, doesn't just belong to a jedi it doesn't belong to luke skywalker it can't just belong to him because what this film says is that luke is a legend what the, the what the yeah. force awakens talked about luke is a legend master skywalker the perfect jedi mm-hmm. no one's perfect no one's perfect everyone falls everyone slips everyone has down down days, down weeks, down months, down years, right? That's human nature. And I, I, I love that because to me, that's, that's just real, isn't it? That's real life. That's, that's real mythology. But Luke doesn't stay like that. That's the point. And yeah. even with what he's doing now by training Ray, by passing on what he knows, he's, he's being that legend. He's fulfilling yeah. that reputation. Yes. It might not be in the conventional way we think, right? We know Luke is one of the most, if not the most powerful Jedi ever. We know that. We've seen Mm -hmm. that. He's the one who chose love to save his father. That is why the Jedi returned. He used love for the first time in like hundreds and hundreds of years. And here, once again, that, that deep, that deep seeded, Love is coming out because he knows this is the right thing to do. He knows he needs to teach Ray that she can do good. Yeah. And and some people might even look at this and go, well, maybe this is all because he knows she's a Palpatine. Right? He knows she's can, he can recontextualize a scene like that, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna do that here. Because look, it's all canon. Let's make it work. But I think that I yeah. think that does work, man. She's he, like he's saying, look, I know this kid's from a dark place, but yeah. you, there's good in you. There's good, mm-hmm. there's bad. It it doesn't just belong to the Sith and the Jedi, yeah. right? It can't. But it means you can still do good. I love it, man. Well, it's like they it. said in the Rise of Skywalker, you know, Leia knew you're a pal. We all did, but we still trained you because, you know, it's almost it's almost like that's the right thing to do because there's good in you. And like um, like their own mother, Padme, would have said, you know, there's good in her, there's good in him. And my favourite part of this particular sequence is when Ray says, you know, in between it all a balance, 
and inside me and then she kind of she kind of gives this smile when she says a force mm. it's like at that moment oh. she is the you know the the link has been established there the connection has been made she felt it at that moment and all the while luke is kind of like doing a semi-circle behind her he can feel he's cut himself off but he knows something's happening he can feel that she's connecting and that's when he says this is the lesson you know the jedi you know the jedi don't own the force and belong to the light side that's vanity you know it's it's in you you know it's every, in everyone that, that, that force that, that force is in you it forces in it's in ev- it's in everyone uh, it's almost like it's what you choose to do or how you choose to define the force is what is how you will define yourself going forward but it's just that it, and all this is in the space of about four minutes all this has been done you know that that but the brilliance but i just think it's so good you know the, the, the close-up of ray's face uh in 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 the in the octo sun and just the smile, mm. you know, I feel it, mm. the force. After we've seen, you know, the, the life, the death, the oh. everything. And I just think it's a really cool, neat way of visualizing what she's seeing in the force. So, Because she says, you know, life and death, we see that and violence, like the crashing waves and the and the pork eggs which have been taken. We see, you know, it's really, again, it's, they're not, Ryan Johnson isn't breaking new ground of what he's doing, but he's just finding a really interesting way to show it. He could have just shown her face saying these words and it would have been great, but kind of just showing us, you know, almost like a looking into her mind, you know, her psyche at this moment. And all we yes. need to know, and what's the force? It's a smile, you know, hmm. it's a smile. She feels it. That's it. You don't need to see some kind of like blue wave around her or anything like that. The force is, she feels yeah, it. Yeah, right. Smile. Like a tornado going around her head. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the force. Um, yeah. But Luke Skywalker saying the force does not belong to the Jedi after, after throwing, you know, his lightsaber away. I'm a Jedi like my father before me. He has learned, he has grown everything that's happened between Jedi and sorry, the return of the Jedi and the last Jedi has, uh, has formed this version of Luke. We're seeing now. So everything we're seeing in subsequent post shows like the Mando and Boba Fett, this is all leading to this version of Luke Skywalker. I think we know in canon that he went looking for, you know, Jedi temples so he could get learn more about the Jedi. We know he knows that the Jedi fell in their hubris. So, you know, this, this he knows that the, the Jedi aren't the be all and end all. If the Jedi die out, so be it, because the force remains and it's right. all about the people and what they decide to do with it. And that, that's what the message he wants to get across to Ray. And it's, and we, we got to bear in mind that, at this point during the film, Luke isn't really pro anything at the moment. Right? He, <laughs> is yeah. heart, he, he is heartbroken. He yes. doesn't believe in himself. And remember, Luke is the Jedi. At this point, he is the Jedi. And he yeah. doesn't believe in himself. How on earth can he believe in the Jedi? How on earth could he do that when he's the only one? It takes for Yoda to come and say, mate, come on. Come on. Come on, Ray, she's got it. And Luke knows. Luke yeah. knows. And what happens? What happens? Luke, at the end of the film, he accepts his responsibility. He and 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 how is that how is that shown to us as the audience? He accepts the blue Skywalker lightsaber when dueling with Kylo. And he does it, he does it, by the way peacefully not a fly gets hurt in the most jedi Jedi thing that's exactly most he accepts he finally accepts that he is 
the legend of Luke Skywalker, and he does the most powerful force thing that we've seen Ugh. in any of the films. He projects himself <laughs> onto another planet. He saves the spark that will light the fire, that will burn the First Order down. And what else does he say? He will not be the last oh. Jedi. Mate. And that's our film. That's the title of our film. He will not be the last Jedi because he has returned. He has hope again. And he Return believes in the, the Jedi. Jedi. He believes in the principles once again. He has gone from being heartbroken, disillusioned, and just in exile yeah. to being front and center and being the whole reason that religion can carry on the whole reason that faith and the light can be luke is at the center of the whole story of star wars and i think that that is only once again emphasized here in the last jedi and at the end of the day mate we talk about the whole story the jedi we need to bring back good in the galaxy, not just in the sequels, but in the originals too. So Luke isn't saying there's no need for a Jedi. No, the force doesn't belong to just the Jedi. That is a lesson. That's a very important lesson. Good can come from anywhere. But the point is, is that if you, if you're, if you're good and you have that relationship with the force, you can become a Jedi. It doesn't matter where you come from. Yeah. It's as John Williams song said in that moment, peace and purpose, that's what Luke Skywalker's found within the Order, within the Force, within himself, within the galaxy. Peace and purpose to do, as you said, quite eloquently, the most Jedi thing of all time. He's dissolute. He, yeah, he knows the Jedi are fallible. He knows that they are. They failed. He knows that in their hubris, they destroyed themselves. But he has a reverence for the Force. He has he has undying faith in the Force. Even when he cuts himself off, he 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 never loses faith in the force you know he may have a more matter-of-fact approach to the force than obi-wan and maybe yoda and all the others but he never ever lost reverent faith or belief in in the force yeah he remember he's his own nephew you know, depending on which side of the story but if his own nephew he saw the dark rising in him in him and he couldn't let ben solo turn he couldn't stop him he cannot let ray do that and how and how does he do it he doesn't sit there and give us this long expositional dialogue this big um this big sentence dump about the force or how you know good and bad and he mentions powerful like powerful dark it's all done it's all done very organically but he does it simply he it's a lesson which is extracted very simply from the student you know put your hand down reach out what you know what do you see uh and it's explained simply the force is not a superpower that's the most important thing the force isn't a superpower you know maybe we've seen it maybe it's done cool things but it's not there to pull things out of the sky or you know take attacks and crush their head the force right. is a feeling the force surrounds and penetrates and binds all of us and that's that was the most important thing that he taught her as well as the fact that the force does not belong to the jedi it doesn't belong to the light side the force is its own entity, non-corporeal. It is, it's the force is the force. It's there. It's in between. It's the balance. It's, you know, which way you decide then to go almost is kind of like, it's up to you, but my job I want to teach up, you is. It's, it's, it's up to humanity. It's up. It's yeah, up, exactly. It's up to the galaxy. Trust in the force. To, to, to it, it's up to the galaxy to do the right thing, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah exactly. it doesn't yeah. just mirac- it doesn't miraculously happen. That's not yeah. life. That isn't you know force will guide ma- you in this instance. Yeah. But it, 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 you trust in the will of it. it you know, Ray could have still taken this teaching. She went straight to the dark afterwards, and she could have been Empress Palpatine. You know, it's it's you trust in the will of the the, the force opens the door. Which one are you going to take? Almost, but it doesn't belong right. to the light or the Jedi or the dark or the Sith. You know, what I mean, it's it's just there and it's powerful. And it's it can it, it it controls all of us, all of them. But it's how you harness that. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> oh my man. Oh my man, that was uh, that that Octo-inspired chat and Ocean Planet made me very, very thirsty, my friend. And thankfully, we've pulled the Essex Falcon outside of the greatest dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. All I'm going to ask you, my friend, is shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another part, Kellen Sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you should see this guy's rippling guns opening those saloon doors to the cantina each and every week. Yes, for those who are new or old to the show, each week we sit down with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers. And we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week we were talking about the breathe, just breathe scene. But we also wanted to know, you know, what were your favourite scenes, your favourite moments, your takeaways from The Last Jedi? Unsurprisingly, we've got a mixed bag of opinions. Uh, but, yeah. you know, on this show, we will, we're will we happy to listen to all opinions, obviously within reason, both sides of the spectrum as well. So, Lukey boy, what have we been hearing this week from the fans? Right, we got some great responses in, mate. Like I said, and also, is it me or are the responses as the years go on? I think like the Last Jedi comments are getting like nicer. I don't know. Did you getting, notice that? Uh, you know, you know, most of them are getting more worth thought out. Should I say less? Yeah, uh, yeah. What's that? less reactionary. Yes, less reactionary, and, and therefore people are putting maybe, like you said, a bit more thought into their comments, even if they don't like it, which is fine. Like we said in this episode, there's a lot in this film I personally am not a fan of. Um, right, um, to kick us off, Jay Manchant. Uh, Mar- Manchant? I, I think yeah, that's man. how you pronounce his name. Manchant. Um, he's a fantastic artist on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Go check out his account, Jay Manchant Art. Um, he says that we are what they grow beyond. This is the burden of all masters. The whole Luke and Yoda scene was so powerful. A lot of people talking about the Luke and Yoda scene. Um, Cuddy Bricks, our boy, Cuddy. You know how it is, Sammy. Um, a lot of people talking about the throne room. Kylo versus uh, and Ray versus the guards. Emily Bonner, 
adored Ooh. that. Zoe just Zoe adored that. And uh, one of my personal favourites, Matty Boy, is um, the Fly on the Wall podcaster, Boys the Boys Down Under. Now, this might just be one of the most deep and spiritual comments that we got. Um, it was their, their favourite bit was when Luke drinks the fresh milk from the teat. <laughs> <laughs> trust luke and was the big boys from down under to choose that moment <laughs> i mean I, I actually i actually quite like that scene i think and i do think that's comedy like that's good like and that's pushing the boat out in star wars comedy i'm like yes weird. That. i like that star wars has gone weird the greatest history oh, well, greatest hero in the galaxy that's what he's got to do to get by fine where's where's our black series of luke with the green milk moustache <laughs> with, with a big old thylacira next to him just looking like <laughs> at ray yeah. like the way the, like the way ray kind of almost looks at that as if to say well oh, i better give you some privacy i love that bit um, yeah, yeah. My mate, we got um, we got a message from our, our boy Welsh Wookie, another another uh, beefy Welshman. We love the Welshmen on this show, and, and not just the Welsh men, but the Welsh women and Welsh children too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His favourite scene was simply this one, mate. <laughs> that <laughs> is one of my favourite scenes. Uh, Ot Nix, what a legend. She said uh, that final Leia and Luke scene. You know, says that in quote unquote Leia and Luke together scene. We got to see with a gif of Luke leaning into to kiss Princess Leia, sorry, General Leia on the forehead, or, you know, Mark Hamill embracing the late, great Carrie Fisher. Samuel Allen said his favourite scene was Admiral Holdo's sacrifice. Uh, Just plain Ken, that moment where Luke, he he wasn't going to do it, he wasn't going to walk out and face down the whole First Order with a laser sword, but that scene when he emerges through the busted door of the crate base, resist rebellion base, flames either side of him, and he walks out, his silhouette in the middle, walking out towards those gorilla walkers. Uh, Kai77 was also a massive fan of that. Uh, the Max Rebo experience said, the credits, uh, just mm. kidding, the for- Force Ghost Yoda was my favourite part of, of that scene. And Star Wars Great, Zik 1977, Luke's duel with Kylo on crates. So the crate scenes are getting a lot of love. The Yoda scenes are getting a lot of love. And uh, that reunion of sorts of Luke and Leia, mate. Yeah, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows, Matty boy. The Phantom fanboy says it's utter garbage. He doesn't the garbage like it. will do yeah, though. The garbage, <laughs> the garbage will do. <laughs> Touche. Dan Cramphorn says his favourite scene was the end credits. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so we joke about that, but you know people do kind of feel a little bit a certain way about that. And uh, there's, hang on, there's one more. There's one more that didn't like it. There was someone else who said the end credits. There was a Steffi Sports UK Steffi on Twitter. Uh, he said it's trash. He doesn't like this film. Trash compactor. Um, the uh, speaking of hunks, Eamon Jacob. What a man. We met him at Comic Con 2019. He's a legend. Great journalist as well. The throne room scene. Luke and Kylo, the Praetorian guards. Nuff said. Eamon said. Um, yeah, I mean. We also, when we on, on Twitter as well, we dropped that uh, poll, didn't we? The favourite sequ- sequel film. Do you know what one, mate? Have a guess. Force Awakens. 49% said that. 42% said Last Jedi. And 9% picked The Rise of Skywalker. But, you know, The Last Jedi, mate, it's, it's hanging. It's fighting in there with The Force Awakens. Do you know what? I think as well, um, I, I, I think that's probably grown as well over the years. I think you're right. Do you think? Yeah, I, I think, think you're right, as, yeah. As time goes on, and I wouldn't be surprised, I'll say this too, I wouldn't be surprised if that is what's going to happen with The Rise of Skywalker too. 
you know again that's not necessarily my fave all the time but yeah i think that's my that will definitely happen with trust too uh same on um instagram mate we did that poll force awakens 49 percent last jedi 36 percent and the rise of skywalker coming in at 14 percent so few more trust lovers on the old instagram it's good stuff though in it it is all good stuff and uh it's all star wars mate it's all it's all good star wars man it's all good star wars and i love it i really do i'd like to uh run that same poll again in another three four years and see mm-hmm. if those uh mm-hmm. see if those uh, levels have changed because i think they might do the more and more i watch each film the more and more i love i've always loved the sequels like luke uh and like a lot of you guys listening you know there's a special attachment to each of these films because you're at a certain place when these films are released and you know relate them to certain things and just the whole feeling of that sequel trilogy i've got very good memories so regardless of what i feel about certain parts of each film but um i really enjoy the sequel trilogy my friend so uh and it seems like most of you do out there as well uh even the last jedi not all of you do and that's fine we're here for all opinions as long as they're decent uh, as long as they're within reason but uh if we didn't get to you this week please don't be disheartened never be disheartened guys we'll do everything we can to get you featured in a next uh, upcoming edition let me say that an upcoming edition of the Bayantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, it's the spiciest part of the Budabot Bantunas, the Patreon question section. Uh, to kick us off this week is our boy all the way from Belgium. Vadim Simmons, we love him. He's an absolute sickhead, isn't he? The king. We love him. Howdy, he goes. What's your least favourite line or moment in any of the Star Wars movies? Mine's during the arena battle on Geonosis. There's a female (laughs) human Jedi with a half-shaven head who screams, Ah! With a close-up on her face. It's so cringeworthy because it's over the top for me. Stay spicy. Listen, the moment I read this, I was like, yeah, I know who you're talking about. You knew about. it. I, should we post a photo of her? Yeah. Like, if, if you don't know what the sound sounds like, I've managed to locate it. This is what that particular Jedi sounds like. <laughs> like that. and <laughs> Really odd moment. It is like really out of the blue. He's just like, he's just, he's like Star Trek, nah, the goat uh, meme. But uh, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's really funny how you actually knew that because I didn't. I couldn't work out what bit it was. I knew. The, the, the moment I read it, I was like, I know who he's talking about. I, I know the one. Because yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like that either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like that either. Uh, uh, oh, my. Way, have, you, have you got any lines in Star Wars that are your least favourite? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. This one. Come on, let's go and play ball. Come on, I, let's go and play ball. I that, should have known that. That one winds me up incessantly, irrationally annoys me. Let's go and play ball. Um, like the uh, going back to the prequels again, the moment where Ayla Secura gets shot by. Uh, command by commander blind the clones uh, it's like the way the way it's clear obviously you know they're not there and george is kind of oh. like you know, die and she just like flings herself forward like, it's really almost out of she seat kind of, with she the like, blasters she like does this she goes ah oh, 
Yeah, it's, like exactly. It's really like it's really like fr- underwhelming. You know those car things that like blow up and down. Those things. <laughs> yes. that are like, what are they yes. called? It's kind of uh, like that. Things that like blow that in the air. wind. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's really the, underwhelming. They look, they look like fat off cheese strings, and they just blow <laughs> around like in the air. Other like, cheese-based strings it, are available. It's like Ayla Secura was like on her way to filming that day, and was like, "Yeah, that's it. That's the one." Yeah, this is this is the scene that this is what I've practiced for my my entire life. And actually, to be fair though, um, as he googles away furiously in the background, Ayla Secura in the films was played by uh, Amy Allen, who I not entirely sure if at that time she was a full time actress. I think she was actually a crew member who right. George was like, "Do you want to have a go as Ayla?" And she's like, "Yeah, fine, okay, uh, I'll get an action figure out of it." I'm not entirely, or at least if she was, I don't, I don't think she was a prominent actor at the time. Actress, she may have become one since, but so I think there was also a bit, maybe a bit green or blue behind the ears. But yeah, that that, that winds me up uh, in the Force Awakens when the uh, when Ray and Finn unleash the Wrath Tars and they're kind of crawling underneath. And I think Ray, Finn says something like, that was a mistake. And Ray goes, huge, really badly. I don't know if it's ADR'd in or whatever, but it's a really bad line reading by both of them in that scene. Huge. Um, yeah, exactly. And you know me, I love, I love the English Rose of Ray, but you know, it's, not, it's not a great um, line reading. Um, and there, there are others, of course. Um, the I'm sorry, our boy Johnny Earliff will hate me for this, but the Jedi Rock scene when the, I can't remember the species, when he puts his big, big gob up to the camera and ah, i can't be dealing with that but yeah um, no there's probably loads mate there's probably loads of little things where i think oh man that that's i'm not a fan of that but what about you mate I've, I've given like three or four what about you mate um well i'm gonna keep it on topic i'm gonna keep it on brand for this Ooh. episode Ooh. it is from the last jedi oh, i think and i know which one it is yeah is it is it is it said by ray no i don't know what which one, one it is in I what thought it was the one where she says, um, Kylo Ren and the First Order have, I don't know, I don't know if it's about, expanded. Pretty soon they'll have taken over the whole galaxy. We need you to come back. It's the scene when, you know, I think Chewie's sitting next to it. It's, it's just after, you know, she says she's sitting outside their hut. It's before, I think, I think that's when it's, yeah, when Chewie's with her, you know, Chewie's kicked the door down, they're sitting outside the hut. Yeah. And that does I, sound like they, she, that they, they maybe the, the wind was too strong, so they, she had to go in the studio and record the ADR for that. Um, it, the line reading didn't fit with the scene. No, that's that's a good Over shout. Shooter. That's a good shout, but no, that's not the one I thought of. Um, unfortunately, mate, it is Rose Tico. No, yeah, no, it is, mate. It is. I'm sorry, it is. It's Which when one? she goes, "No, dummy, dummy, yo, dummy." Okay, <laughs> are you joking? No, dummy. I found the sequels actually Matt. brought in more real world terms. Uh, in the sequels, yeah, Matt. No, Go on, son. <laughs> no. But it's Rose Tico. Rose, Rose. No, no, no. You've just <laughs> your guy. You've just saved your guy from trying to kill himself. It's it's like such a moment. It's the moment for Finn. And really, dummy, dummy. <laughs> there's mate. There's attats. Like career feet away from you, like, and yeah, really? I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a few Maybe lines in Last Jedi. There's a few lines in Last Jedi. I'm like, nah, this is just cringe. This just ain't it. This just is yeah, not. Fair it. enough. And, that, and it just needs a, it just needs sl- like changing slightly, and it's yeah. there. 
it's there but yeah, and that's kind of what bothers me <laughs> it's that it's like it's so we were this close you know um yeah this it's close to greatness I, I don't like that word as well being used it's like hey no dummy oh, yeah, there's a lot of real not... world words I know Han says then I'll see you in hell in the Empire so we get that kind of real world term but I think yeah, the sequels and, uh, and the new films have used a few more like dummy and other things like that I don't know I, I, yeah, I, I would have just like I like you know like move milker but even in that scene I wouldn't <laughs> it's not even the word I wouldn't like if she was like no you move milker this isn't the <laughs> flipping time this isn't imagine? the time to be going no damn it no mate they, they, there's huge tanks with legs walking towards <laughs> you about to blow up you guys from destroy you annihilate you from existence get out you're alive get out get out and do just do it some do it a different way do it a different way i don't know i'm fuming i'm fuming mate yeah calm down dummy i'm fuming <laughs> that poor white yeah. house doing that <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's he's fuming he's lost his rocker uh so Man. dummy is what winds you up so there you go uh, uh vadims is that uh half shaven head jedi goes ha uh, i've given a few luke's given some what are your least favourite lines or moments there's loads to go through we could give so many from every film but let's hear what yours are and uh, moving on to hey look we're going on to Bobby Lawson mate Bobby Lawson he said uh, given the Kenobi trailer and the certain someone sitting on a certain house wearing certain goggles do you think we'll get more pod racing in Kenobi cheers oh. champs mate uh, you know Luke Skywalker sitting on the homestead wearing what looks like his governor's pod racing goggles are we going to see pod racing listen i i only got it feels like i've i got i got my tv not that long ago my new tv and it's probably the it's the best tv i've ever had mm-hmm. and you know i don't want it to catch fire <laughs> it's the best tv i've ever had it's the best tv i ever yeah, heard you got it yeah um it, the, the filth is strong with that one well, I, I don't want it to catch fire from all the flames coming from Kenobi. You know, <laughs> would would pod racing just send it? Would it be just that? It, would it just be, Matty boy? Would it just be so good? So that, good. Yeah, yeah. that, that I, I just couldn't function. Maybe. Maybe. It would be, uh, yeah. Bobby, I would, I think, I think, I think... I would love to see it. <laughs> but is that me just being a Phantom Menace stan? Is that me just being a Phantom Menace fanboy? We've just had the N1, mate, So who kn- and Beggar's Canyon, so who knows? That's the thing, is it? Is it that it's already been done on there? The, the, you know, it would have to be a different circuit or something, surely, right? I don't know. Hmm, or, like, using, using it to get from A to B somehow, maybe. I don't know. What do you? I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'd like to see it. I'm not mm. sure. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards no. I'm, I think that might not match the tone of the series, and I don't think we're going to be spending loads of time on Tatooine. Yep. What do you think? Uh, I think it would be filthier than a drunk scuffle on Mimban. I think, but um, hey, that's what we're talking about. Not yeah, dummy. That, yeah, not dummy. Um, yeah, I. Mm. No, I don't think we will be, frankly. I, I would love to see it. Things we'd like to see, it. But I don't think we're going to see pod racing. I think that is the only reference we're going to get to pod racing in Kenobi. Because uh, uh, the tone, yes. But also I think it's it's the time. It's just, They're setting up, here we go, 
the stakes of the show, oh. and I think they're wanna, they're going to want to hit the ground running with this is where Kenobi's at. There's no reason why they can't show it. If they do, it or maybe it's on the uh, on a holonet mm-hmm. or something, or on a big screen in one of the bars in, in Tatooine. But I don't think we're going that, to actually see one. That would be flames. It would be sort of in the background. Did it? If, it, if it's just yeah, that's true. If it's just in the background, actually, that 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 I think that's actually that could be likely. That would that be works. cool, wouldn't it? I think they. I'm pretty sure the Empire or some outlawed pod racing or Tatooine, and they could do it like on the, in like on the what's it called in the back, the back canyons. But they did it on other planets, so it doesn't have to be on Tatooine. But I, th- I think though that those goggles on little Luke Skywalker, and that's in the trailer. I think that's the biggest Easter egg we're going to get to that moment. I think, and if, if we get it, great. If not, you know, fine. And they may they may not even be Anakin's uh, goggles, but you know, it, I, I mm. think they probably are. You know what's crazy as well is I went back and listened to part of our episode 34, which Same. is obviously what we mentioned earlier. And in the Bantina then, George Constantino asked Boy. us, um, if do you think we're ever going to get any prequel era stuff? Because it feels like Man. sometimes they're not giving us prequel era stuff. And <laughs> wow. I, I think we said, yeah, I think they're learning that the prequels are so hard right now and that like there's a whole <laughs> generation of prequels that, that are lovers that grew up with those films that want content of it and it's just funny and kind of you know it's poetic that mm. we're now talking about this series on this episode which is I, I isn't that lovely i'm, I'm just so i'm I, i'm so excited to see ewan mcgregor back oh, as our dude, boy i can't wait yeah i mean i went back to listen to audio episode 34 that audio quality is a little bit different because we i think we used to did it on the skype days still listenable i think we did yeah very listenable <laughs> yeah. so but um yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, I've wanted to, i said to you in message i've always wanted to go back to some of those older ones to kind of hear where we were like pre-mando pre-tross yeah. and things like that. like oh i wonder if we're gonna get this and oh the mando yeah it's probably gonna be quite good but you know we'll see and mm. barely mm-hmm. talking about things like fallen order because we didn't you know we didn't we know going to happen or we don't know what's going to be like and, and what, listening to th- episode 34 and hearing our thoughts on the kind of the wider stuff in terms of like you said like the band scene and stuff and the questions we're yeah. getting like that it's such a great like encapsulation of where star wars was as a, a narrative uh thing where it's like oh are we ever going to get more prequel things and this is only what two years ago maybe i don't know it's two and a half right. years ago so right it's yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. but, but I, don't, I don't think pod racing uh, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to get any at all. I would, would I like it? Yeah, I don't think we will do. Well, we, we've got a similar question up next. Uh, thank you, by the Ooh. way, Bobby. You absolutely nice could. But it's kind, of a, it's kind of similar. It's live action related. And again, it's do you think we're going to see? So Paul Mulholland, the absolute king, the G unit the G, himself, yeah, says, G. says <laughs> ask this, do you think we will see tomorrow Morrison uh, appear as any other live action clone and could this be confusing for casual viewers now that's a fantastic question that's a fantastic question paul uh matty boy what are you thinking mate we've hovered around this subject before mm. i think i think we've e- we even mentioned it in the kenobi breakdown maybe i don't know but yeah, yeah. Go on. what what were you thinking I'm just- gazing off into the the acto sunsets for a minute then just trying to think uh yeah in in terms of the second part of your question would it be confusing i know that's taking a a star wars like leaping narrative structure but would it confuse people no 
because it depends right. on what clone it is. If okay. we all think that Tim Werder is going to come back as Rex, he's going to have grey hair and he's going to have a grey beard. It will still look like Tim Werner Morrison or Tim Morrison, but it won't be Boba Fett who is like he's got he's, he's scarred, he's bald, he's you know he's he's riding things like a bentha. You know, Rex isn't like that. Of you know, course, yeah. In his ex- in his in his uh, way, you know, experience outranks everything. I think yes, we will do. Okay. I think we're going to see uh, Rex. I think we're going to see Tem back as Rex, probably in the Ahsoka series, because I know you and Summerfield have your tete-a-tete. He'd probably be about 70 by then. So he's old enough to just be walking around and, you know, you know, helping out Ahsoka, you know, like maybe move the chairs and stack the tables or whatever, in a, if whatever's going on, uh, make a cup of tea. But yeah. I don't think we're <laughs> going to see a... I don't think we're going to see like we had in Revenge of the Sith where we're going to see a, a, a whole troop, a whole squadron of clones without their helmets on and they all look like Tim Werner Morrison. I think it would just be one, you know, or maybe, you know, it, if, it's, if it's Commander Cody, which we said on the Kenobi show, like lots of people want to see Commander Cody again. I think yep. they will do it. And I think they have to because they've, you know, the precedent is already there. They're built off of Django's DNA. Django is Tim Morrison. Tim Morrison, therefore, is the clones. So they have to, if, they, if you ask me, if they bring back the clones, they have to use Tim. But I don't yeah. think we're going to see a load of them. I think we'll see Captain Rex, maybe Commander Cody, but, but more likely Rex, because they can differentiate with his beard and uh, and his grey hair, and he won't look like Boba, mate. But what about you? Do you think we're going to see Rex... Uh, sorry, Tim back? It's a funny one, isn't it? Because on one hand, I think, no, it's not going to happen. It's unrealistic. It is a bit confusing for casual viewers. Mm-hmm. But isn't... But then caveat to that is well isn't star wars a bit confusing anyway yep. you know but yeah. i'm like like what i was saying i was saying this the other week wasn't i that some people they have n- they have no idea like when mandalorian set all they know is that they're enjoying it yeah you know um got trust so in the story as well these stories are out there and i yeah. know it doesn't help the casual fan out but there is seven seasons of clone wars there's rebels and all these other things which are out there and you know lucasfilm appreciate and acknowledge and push these things so there's also, you know, that you've got to beckon people in and say, look, we've been telling this story about this character for years. You know, like with Cobb Venth and things like that, and Ahsoka, you've got to jump on board with this. You know, we'll, we'll help you out, but you're going to have to pick it up uh, quickly because these characters it, it, are established. Exactly, exactly. And actually, I like that. I like that. I think mm-hmm. it's quite, it, 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 it takes a bit of guts to do that. And I think that's not, that's not always a bad thing. I think that's a good thing to like d- dive into kind of the mythology. Yeah. Uh, I think really... Uh, it it really comes down to the storytelling and the context. Do I think the clones are going to come back? Do we think we'll see Tam as in, as a clone? I think your chances, as time goes on, are getting higher and higher. Believe it or it's not, it's high. It's very high. I, I think it's high. It's very high. And Scott Fish the, has just gone mental. The, the, the mate, I do, I do, and I'm starting to see it more and more. And I think some of that might not always be for the best reasons mm-hmm. i think it's because the clones are very popular incredibly yep. popular they sell toys they they are hugely successful as pop culture icons amongst a whole generation of star wars fans and i think that counts for something i think lucasfilm know that and it's it's about whether they want to cash in on that again and they probably will so mm-hmm. that's where context comes into it. it you have to be able to in the story explain well these are clones remember these are from the prequels 
remember yeah. member you know just <laughs> i think i think it's i think if they do that well if it is my boy if it is well i don't know if it's well executed then you know <laughs> you know how it is it's it's it all comes down to that man but paul i think it's like coming that. I do think it's come. I mean, we saw a flipping Order sixty six scene in Book of Boba Fett. I mean, come on, guys, come on, bro, come on. We've we've been seeing a lot of those Fallen Order. Obviously, the Clone Wars season seven, Book of Boba Fett as live action as we've seen since the prequels. Man, we're you know they're not they're not shy in rolling out those that them clones. So, I think we will do. They know it would get a huge reaction seeing, if if not just Rex, maybe more. So that's a great question, though, Paul. Mm. Uh, yeah, guys and girls out there, Tim Morrison is he going to come back specifically as any live action clone? Would it confuse anybody? Would it confuse the casual viewers out there? So we've got one more Patreon question for this week, and it comes from the beard to be feared, Andreas Blom, Andy Blom, and he asks us this question. Hey guys, Andreas here. I am uh, wondering, you have probably tried out some... Um, some tabletop role-playing games, and I think that you've said before that you tried the Star Wars role-playing games, or one of the Star Wars role-playing games. My question for you is, if you were to put together a scenario, an adventure, a story that you would like to play in, what would be the premise of that? Where would it be located in a galaxy far, far away? What would be kind of the story behind it? And what character would you play? I'd be really curious as to what you would um, answer to that question. So please pitch your best idea for a role-playing game adventure set in the Star Wars universe. And go. Uh, shout out for that use of Battle of the Heroes first, um, Andres. Uh, Luke, tabletop games, RPG games, we know that you're a big um, proponent of said entertainment. So what are you doing? Uh, who, you know, what would the scenario be? Where would it be? Who would you be in it? Great question, though. I I have actually... It's a brilliant question. I have actually written a campaign before. Yes. I've written a few. Um, So, I mean, I've done one where... um, I don't... I'm I'm meant to be doing this again, so I'm hoping that the people aren't... They may or may not listen to this. But we'll see. If they do, I'll, if they do listen, then I'll tell them like not to spoil it. But well, I've done a campaign before where yep. there is a group of bounty hunters, um, oh. and they're doing a few jobs on on a, a, a planet I made up or I got from expanded canon. I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. um, but they were doing a job there. They 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 do it successfully. They get another job, and it is for um, a. A worker who has a lot of debt. They don't know much details about it. They know it's on Tatooine, right? And they go there. They encounter. They go, and this is all. This is speeding through. We're missing out some points yeah, here, yeah. but I'm just for time. I'm I'm speeding through it. They go to a cantina. They find out that it's a farmer, right? And uh, this farmer owes a, a, a ton of money. And um, they they hunt down details, they get a few clues. They go into uh, like a, a, not a cantina, what was it? Like a hall or something like that. And um, they spot the farmer and they go to kill the farmer. They set everything up. They People get like in position <laughs> and they go to assassinate the farmer. Mm-hmm. And what they see is a hooded figure coming out. Yeah. Uh, and a blue lightsaber ignites. 
defending <laughs> oh, yeah. the farmer. Mm-hmm. And they then have to defeat and uh, battle and defeat this this hooded figure with a blue lightsaber. Um, and it it took some time, but there was there was someone who knew straight away who it was. It was Obi Wan defending Owen Lars. The target was Owen Lars in the campaign. Yeah, but the, like they didn't know that they didn't know the name or anything like yeah, that. They course, only yeah, had yeah. like a few details. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was a cool story, and that was one of my favourites because that was one of the things. And they they uh, I think they tried to fight him and they all got killed because I'm like, well. <laughs> It's Obi Wan, isn't it? It's Obi Wan, like you know, he's a Jedi. Obi Wan so, winner in that fight. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was like really proud of that. There's a few others as well, but that's my most memorable one. And I want to kind of hope—I don't know if they'll listen or not to this episode—but um, I want to redo that 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 campaign with a different group. So yeah, I, 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 I'll uh, feedback the reactions. <laughs> Please then. do. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What about you, Matty Boy? You, this you've is got a any great question, Andy, because I, I, haven't, I haven't played. The only time I've ever played a Star Wars kind of role-playing game like this is just during the game. Boom! When you've pitched it to me. So I've never played it. It's not through lack not through lack of wanting to, but I've never played So my experience of this is non-existent. So I've been thinking off the top of my head, what would it be? And my mind immediately went to smugglers or bounty hunters. So when you said bounty hunters, I was like, ah! Um, but yeah, like it, it was smugglers having it kind of like the i don't know it's similar to the force awakens scene where it wouldn't be these players but in that scene you've got han smuggling these high value uh things to, which were the reptiles going to king prana so it would be somebody smuggling something high value that person themselves is in a lot of trouble whether it's uh debt whether it's uh, they've got a bounty on their head but they have rival gangs which in the films was uh, kanji club and the Gawavian death gang so it'd be something along those lines where you are the smuggler you have to get this contraband to said person but at the same time when you get to the, the said person there would be a story about what their motives are you know is it do they want the contraband or do they want you there? from the shadows yeah <laughs> shucks a drink over your head but you know what you know, the person there like the king piranha type person does this and does he want this contraband or does he want you in that room by yourself because he's yeah. got a score to settle there'll be that um and obviously which whatever steps you take would then bring these rival gangs or these smuggler bounty hunters closer to you and that it was similar to yours but not quite as good uh, in terms of how it was laid out but that's how i do it you, I would, you if it was me i would be a lone smuggler who has got this very important well, we've got to get to somewhere we need to do it sometime we'll do it sometime we'll do the planet will be yeah, uh, yeah, we'll the planet it. planet blio he's got to get to dio dio yeah. blio blio so that would be the Blah, planet, planet Blyu. Uh, and the, you know, the, the guy is a mysterious guy with great hair. But we don't know what his intentions are when you get there. He's got a sausage he's roll. A, he's a naughty uh, boy. He is a, he's got he, a sausage he, roll and he's not afraid to use it. <laughs> he's a filthy fiend. He, he'll smush that Tottenham cake in your face if you, if you <laughs> cross him. Um, right, yeah, but mine would be though. similar to yours, but smugglers with an artifact people closing in you go to the guy you don't know what his intentions are if he's actually as good as you think and it all goes depending on what you choose to do at the time but yeah i need more experience in those kind of uh environments in order to flesh that out but i'm pretty sure if i sat down i can come up with a fun little story it's still yeah, man even it's imagination it is, isn't it it's imagination it is it is it is and that's this is where the fun begins so this is where Andreas, the fun begins. What, what what about you mate i want to know yeah. i want to know andy yeah, does anyone call him Andy? I don't know. We I've do. never heard that. I Andy don't B. Think so. We do. We and, do. Andy B, Andy. Tilly B, our Scandinavian buddies. Andy, Toy Story, mate. 
So yeah. <laughs> he's got Andy written on his boot of his on the of his sole of his boot. Um, yeah, Andy, what is your Andreas to be to be feared? What is your uh, RPG of choice? What would you come up with? And the same, you know, Tim Morrison, Pod Racing, least favourite lines or moments in Star Wars. We want to hear all of your ideas for this one. And uh, what we've got so far has been great from what from what you've sent us, Paul, Vadim, Bobby, Andy, as well. But we want to hear what all of you guys think as well. So that is going to wrap up the Patreon questions for this month, but not fully. We do have one more next week which we couldn't fit into this episode it's from somebody i know quite well sean hudson we're going to feature your question on the next episode along with a fresh batch of april questions so for everyone who sent in your questions this week thank you so much we want to hear all of your uh, answers but however that is that for this episode edition of the band team i always get episode and edition mixed up i'm gonna have to put a poster note on my screen in front of me this day is that for this edition nah, of the band. It's all right. of the Bantina. Barman, you know the rules. Sorry about the mess. Clean it up, sunshine. But we are going to be back again, this time again, next week for another stint in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! 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 Matty Boy, Matty Boy, this might be one of my favourite games we're playing tonight. Oh no! Don't, don't try this at home, folks. Don't oh, try no. this at home. You I know what's it. coming. I, I see it. <laughs> right. I've given I've given Matty Boy a mobile phone number to uh, to yeah. call uh, in the chat. Don't say it out loud. Um, you're going to be calling a fella called Wayne. Wayne. Um, yeah, and Matty Boy, or should I call you Matthew? Matthew, okay, you will Matthew. be calling. You'll be calling from Disney Plus support. Right, Matthew calling, from Disney Plus support. Yep, yeah, you're you're Matthew from Disney Plus support, and you're calling because Wayne has raised a ticket because his TV caught on fire from watching too much Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, we're going to try and troubleshoot it. Okay, I'm just trying to work out how to hide my number. Or is we going to have the same as we had last time where I murked that guy and just <laughs> didn't block my number? And it's Wayne, isn't it? Does he listen to this show? I don't think he does. I hope he doesn't recognise my so, voice. All right. Last time I right, couldn't yeah. stop laughing. I'll try to get through it this time, okay? Yeah. Here we go. And if, Wayne, and if he gets Matthew, any inkling, if he gets just any inkling, just like, don't give away that it's a podcast. You've got to be in person. This might be the best I'll, thing in the world, okay, guys? I'll try, but you I'm can't excited. help me. Are, ex- are you excited? My giggling I'm gets excited. the better of me sometimes. Just right, you ready? Up, if that's the case. Just hang up. Yeah, go. You ready? Right, okay. Here we go, right. <laughs> Everyone at home, shh, shh, Go, go, my boy. Before one, please use your handset menu options. No. Oh, no, I can't hide my number. Um, it, we, Even if we just quickly Google how to hide your number. Yeah, right. I'm going to do that now. In the, with the magic of podcasting. Wow, I'm back. 
uh, and I've now found out how to hide my number. My number is hidden from Wayne. Forgive me if I this if I w- fluff this one. This better work, by the way. This better work. If it doesn't, it's a short game. Forgive me if I fluff this. Here we go. It is quarter to ten. Line is busy. Wayne is busy. Joking. Wayne is busy. He's obviously watching the Star Wars and his TV's caught fire. After all the big build-up, Wayno's busy, mate. This is where the phone begins. So now we've got another number from the Geonosis Droid Factory conveyor belt, which I am entering into my mobile phone, that cell phone for our international listeners. And I'm ready to go. All I need, my friend, is a name. Page. Page. Okay, Page. Right. Page. Let's hope we have more luck with Page. It's your time to shine. Ring, ring. <laughs> Hello. Hello, is that Paige? Yes. Hello, Paige. My name is Matthew. I'm calling from the Disney Plus IT help desk. Hello, hi. Uh, well, we've got a ticket raised to view that your television was experiencing issues recently whilst you were watching certain films. Oh, no, I don't, don't think that would be me. Uh, we've got a uh, Paige uh, we're on this number watching, watching Star Wars and TV... TV started to smoke and eventually caught fire. Is that you? No, not me. Has your TV ever no. caught fire whilst whilst watching a Star Wars or any Disney Plus program? No. Oh, I, I don't know where that's come from. I think that's nothing to do with me. Uh, have you called in before with any issue with Disney Plus? No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not a subscriber. Oh man, that must. Uh, it's it's really odd because it's it's this number and the. The TV is you, caught fire from watching too much Star Wars. <laughs> have you seen The Mandalorian? Um, ha- have you seen The Mandalorian? The is that this, this number used to be um, <laughs> an old colleague. Um, that, well, not a colleague, but a, when, uh, someone that was working has at my, my company previous to me. Do you think um, maybe he's seen David. Star Wars? Because so this is just what the ticket says. This is the ticket says specifically Star Wars. Uh, it's got a side note. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed grief carga. I'm not sure, sure what that means, but um, was it potentially your colleague was a Mandalorian or a grief carga fan? No, don't know any of those names. Uh, oh, That's I w- a mystery. This isn't That's, the way. I don't think. Nothing, nothing, definitely nothing to do with me. Um, no, not sure. I'm not sure where that come from. Um, so I, it must be a bit of a wires crossed on that info. There, I, I, I you know, certainly don't know those people, and I've never subscribed to that, and I've never had that problem. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It must be a bit of a mix-up, I'm afraid. I'll have to take this up with with obviously a, a supervisor because if someone's television's catching fire because of Star Wars, that is obviously a something we don't want to have on our uh, on our conscience going forward. So uh, we just wanted to make sure that that wasn't you, uh, Paige. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, but, but thanks for the call. No, no, well, th- thank you, my friend. And if you do watch The Mandalorian, please do watch out for uh, Grief Cargo's performance because apparently it's and really keep good. A, keep a fire extinguisher. Okay. All right, thanks and very much. Keep, keep a fire extinguisher handy just in case. Yeah, okay. Take Cheers. care, Paige. Sleep well. Good night. Good night, boy. <laughs> 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 he, what's he doing playing along with it? Just hang off. <laughs> Yeah. He's definitely gone. He's like, he's like, no, it's not me, but my colleague it's might like have been. 
know, it's really a wind up. <laughs> I love it. What an absolute legend. I love that guy. I, I absolutely love him. Maybe when this episode drops, say to him, oh, mate, have a listen to this. He's really good. And there's him. Do you think he'll go mentally oh. beat himself? No, I, I think he'll love it. I yeah. think he'll love it. <laughs> Oh mate, oh. you're gonna, you're well, your your phone's going to run out of contact soon at this rate. But uh, <laughs> Paige, mate, if you're listening, thanks for being a good spot. Well, we'll, along. we'll try, we'll try the other guys another time. I'm, <laughs> How about I'm, that? I'm, I'm game for that because uh, yeah. if, if Paige has shown anything, you've got a couple of good sports in your phone who are willing to go along with that waffle. So. <laughs> His, his TV, uh, his TV cat caught fire. Oh no, no, it wasn't me, mate. I'm not even a subscriber. I, know, I, 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 I should have said, like, I should have been like, you sure? You sure? Because you know, <laughs> damn, you want to think of the best uh, things to say. It does. Uh, you say sure? Page. I think it's a, yeah. You sure? Page. It says here he's a Disney Plus subscriber, emboldened. Ah, you think about it in the afterwards, but but honestly, oh. mate, I hope you, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> thanks for being a good sport. Oh, that was incredible. That's it. We've peaked. That's the best yes, peak content was... we're ever going to do. Uh, Wayne, if you're listening, just <laughs> pretend we didn't try calling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't just pretend. No, they won't, is... they won't listen, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Good, good. Well, that's the yeah. thing. I'm glad that two people don't listen in that case. But uh, well, that's it going to be it then. That is our phone-related game for this episode. We didn't phone it in. Uh, I hope you agree with us on that one. I quite enjoyed doing this one, my friend. Uh, but yeah. that is going to be it for episode 155 of is Star it? Wars. Yeah, Seven. I think it is. 155. They're stacking man. up now, and I'm starting to forget now. They're getting into those kind of middle numbers where I'm not entirely sure if it's 154, 56. I think it is 155. But, uh, you know, you know it, guys. The fun doesn't end there. No it's one's like, really gone. Uh, yeah, no one's really gone. Sorry, yeah, go on. No, no, <laughs> I'm, no, no. I'm no. interrupting you. Go no, on. No. What, what, what was you going to say? Master Blow I was going to say something really stupid. Don't worry, oh, mate. Don't no, worry about it. No, no, I'll put you I was going to be like, now. oh, we're getting all confused. Like when we do, when we get up in the morning for Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, and we don't know what day, time of day it is. We don't know what day of the week it is. All we know is that it's Star Wars time. That's it. Yeah. Have a drink. Have a drink, you bunch of sick Get heads. it, Daniel. Yeah. I'm going oh. to, in the meantime, where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Right, you can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and we will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Drop us a voice note. We love a voice note. Or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about that Patreon too, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. There is tons. There is a sickening amount of extra bonus content on there that comes to you at only two dollars a month patreon.com forward slash star wars social yes my man we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google audible amazon stitcher tune and everywhere in the galaxy that you can find a podcast you're going to find us there and if you love our show please consider leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice which does now include spotify five stars helps the show grow it introduces new listeners and it's another way for us to hear from you guys each and every week yes and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cat tell wayne tell your ewok tell your cousin cousin (laughs) cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier cousin cousin tell the bloke who at late in the evening thought he was being called by a Disney Plus help desk mm. representative that this is the podcast you are looking for so until next time from me see ya 
and from Luke. May the force be with you always, Luke. Luke. Ah, yeah, come on. Keith, Keith, Keith Gaga. <laughs> I was trying to think of one. And then it came to me. Keith, Keith Gaga. Gaga. There we go. How about that? <laughs> They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Somehow Palpatine returned. Tell that to Kanja Club.